0: Well, Mercury retrograde is back, and so pretty soon that means even people who don't pay attention to astrology are going to be freaking out but that doesn't have to be you freaking out because you're here listening to the Yogi Scopes podcast where I'm going to tell you all the themes of this particular Mercury retrograde and where that comes from astrologically. And then of course, what you can do about it in your personal yoga practice and some journal prompts to help you best work with the challenges that this Mercury retrograde in particular, and also Mercury retrogrades in general are bringing up. So Before I do all that, give you all the astrological deets and some yoga practices and journal prompts to support you through this turbulent time, as all times are anyway, right? Um, I'd like to extend you a warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. A Yogi Scope is yoga practices for the astrological weather. That's what we do every week here on the podcast. Um, I'm a yoga teacher, almost a yoga therapist. It almost came out of my mouth that I'm a yoga therapist. I'm not certified yet, so I can't say that, but I'm getting close. And, um, so what I do is I use Vedic astrology to help you understand, you know, sort of this changing subtle energies that we all might be subject to. And because you're here listening to all this and staying tapped in to your experience and how this is landing in your experience through your yoga practice through these journal prompts through um, paying attention you're gonna be okay so let's talk about mercury retrograde of course also first if you are new to Vedic astrology that's the kicker I have a free resource on my website you can go to yogiscopes.com chart you can get your free Vedic birth chart because the placements are going to be different Um, and you can learn about where like Leo is in your birth chart if you're unsure of how to read it, as most people are when they first look at one because they are significantly different and and not very clear if you're looking at it for the first time. Um, I made a resource for that. It's called the Birth Chart Decoder, and it pops up. You can't miss it. It pops up when you go to any page on my website. It's kind of annoying if you already have it sorry but if you don't have it it's important and you can also get it if you close the pop-up without even looking at it at the bottom of the chart page yogiscopes.com slash chart so let's talk about this mercury retrograde first I just want to tell you like what's happening when it's happening and then we'll talk about what it means so it's mercury is going retrograde in Leo on August 23rd which is a Wednesday I believe why am I self-doubting that positive. That's a Wednesday. It's Mercury's day. You know, planets rule over days of the week um, at 3.59 p.m. So about 4 p.m. Eastern time. So that that time could shift depending on your time zone. It's not that serious. Um, Just know it's sometime around then and you'll start to notice. You probably are starting to notice these things trickling in because we're already within the shadow period. So um, I'll tell you what what and when the shadow period is in just a second. So Mercury will retrograde through Leo until September 15th, which is a Friday at 421 p.m. So it's like around 4 p.m. on a Wednesday to around 4 p.m. on a Friday. um, Mercury will retrograde staying in Leo the entire time. And so to decide what the shadow period is, we want to look at, at least this is how I think of it. Other astrologers may have other opinions. That's what any of us are doing is forming our beliefs and opinions based on our observations. The shadow period is from August 3rd. So we've been in it for a couple weeks, in fact, through September 30th. So that is when Mercury first entered on August 3rd, sort of like the end of where it will retrograde through. And September 30th is when it moves beyond um, where it began the retrograde. So So the shadow period is like the amount of time Mercury spends in the area through which it will retrograde. And so let's talk about first, just in general, what a retrograde is. If you want to refer back, I did a retrograde special episode back in July. It's it's several episodes ago now, but um, I talked about there's a retrograde season every year where many of the slower moving planets go retrograde and it's around summertime. It's like right now in the Northern Hemisphere, or I guess wintertime if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, and so we're in it right now. And I covered that like all the other retrogrades happening and some more in-depth considerations for just retrogrades in general on that episode if you want to refer back. But in general, retrogrades make a good time to review things, to reorganize, to Um, reinforce what's working and reimagine or reinvigorate what isn't working in your life. And so with that, they bring up challenges because the retrograde is going to show you what's not working. There's no way to really find out what's not working without it just not working, which presents a challenge, right? So, so they're, they're known for being challenging times. I like to look at it like the challenges are for your betterment. If you just like sit around like, oh, this sucks. You're not going to, you know, nothing's going to change. You're not going to get any better. But if you're like, oh, that doesn't seem to be working. If you approach it with the sort of like growth mindset, you're like, what, how can I make this better? What can I do about it? Then that's when retrogrades are actually a good thing. You know, like, I don't think you need to be scared. I'm like the positive astrologer over here. I'm always like, I'm like in my sati sati right now. So for those of you that know about that, I'm like, woohoo, it's fun. Like, I'm figuring out where things in my life aren't working, right? And it's a lot of that, and it's very challenging. It is, but um, that's actually, we'll talk some more about that, that sort of growth mindset and the difference between happiness and living well, because that is a major theme of this retrograde. Happiness and living well are not the same thing. I'll go ahead and say that, and then we'll talk about why astrologically that's coming up and more about what I mean by that and, and what you can do about it. But first, I always want to talk about some other astrological things that are happening that are impacting this like kind of feeding into the energies because nothing happens in a vacuum and like i was saying that's what makes this mercury retrograde sort of different from any other like they all have mercury retrogrades always in general bring up communication breakdowns like and so it's not that the with the communication thing in mercury retrograde it's not that the message gets obscured. Usually it's usually something in the, um, the, the processing of the message, if that makes sense. Like it's like typos in your emails or like forgetting an attachment. It's like, it's still, or like with travel, because it can also, also rules over travel and the nervous system. So it's like, you're going to get there, but there's going to be like a flight delay, or a missed connection, or a traffic jam, that kind of thing you'll see more commonly during Mercury retrograde in general. Um, And so that's just like all of them. And that's what Mercury retrograde gets the kind of bad rap for, I guess, is those kind of things. But let's talk about the more subtle things going on right now related to where this Mercury retrograde is happening and what other stuff is going on. And so one of the important things going on is that Venus is also retrograde, and so the nakshatra lunar mansion, where Mercury will finish the retrograde, is ruled by Venus, okay, so keep that in mind, that's one way that it's related, one way that um, it, like, matters a little bit more here, um, and we'll get more into the nakshatras momentarily, but then also, if you remember, Venus re- begun its retrograde in Leo. It has since moved back to Cancer, and will finish the retrograde in Cancer. And in fact, these retrogrades aren't overlapping at all. So um, Venus retrograded sort of the beginning of Can- Leo and moved back to Cancer, and Mercury retrograde is happening in sort of like the later degrees of Leo, if that makes sense. So they're not overlapping technically. But they're, since they're happening in the same sign, it's, it's worth noting that there might have already been some stuff brought up around relationships and creativity. And it's like, there might, like you, it's important to pay attention to sort of what was brought up by the Venus retrograde during that time. So go back and listen to those episodes. I did a Venus retrograde special as well, aside from the general retrograde special, which I actually think was in June, not July. But anyway, um, I did it. It's, you can scroll back and find it retrograde special episode, retrograde season. Um, And so some of the stuff, like I was saying, retrogrades just present as challenges to see what's not working. And you can either just like keep doing the same shit or you can say, huh, that brought up a challenge. What can I do differently? And so now it's like the same-ish challenges might be coming up in a different way because Venus is um, like love and relationships and Mercury is communication. And so we know those things are interrelated, but there's a little bit of a difference there, if that makes sense. And then also this retrograde, this Mercury retrograde is being impacted by Saturn retrograde because it's receiving aspect from Saturn retrograde. So in in Vedic astrology, we call that drishti gaze, just like in yoga, when you're finding a balancing pose, you've got to find your drishti. And so when a planet has its Drishti or its gaze or an aspect on another planet, it's uh effectively like they're conjoined, like their energies are commingling, if you will. So um Saturn is retrograding in Aquarius right now, which forms an axis with Leo, where Venus, or I mean, well, Venus started retrograding there, and where Mercury will spend its entire retrograde period between August 23rd and September 15th, okay? makes sense? And so, Saturn is the planet of sort of, like, hard work, routines, structures in your life, like, your routines is a structure, but also, um, like, what gives your day structure, what gives... Um, you know what? How do you structure your thoughts, your minds, things like that? And Aquarius is um, like collective lib- liberation, maybe a little bit of eccentricity, kind of themes coming up there. So I also did a huge episode on Saturn and Aquarius because it's a big deal. So if you want to review that more closely, um, you can also maybe check the synopsis and sign by sign in the membership. It might be more handy to just review for quick. Um, notes purposes, but the point is this Saturn retrograde there's this like balancing thing going on right now where Saturn is bringing up our um like how what work we do to serve the collective and how that fits into our lives right and the community and and how you know um and then mercury going retrograde is gonna bring up because leo is a sign it's retrograding through leo leo is a sign of self-expression, punya is something known like, so that means your uh, past life gifts, like what are you good at, whether you believe in past lives or not, it's not the point here, is like, what are you just naturally good at? What do you have innate talent for? Where do you shine, right? Because Leo is ruled by the sun. So these are some themes of Leo. And that's forming like an axis, like these things are are related, um, sort of always forming tension with each other like the individual versus the collective, right? If that makes sense. Leo is like shining as an individual, your natural gifts and Aquarius is like the collective and where you fit into that kind of. And so this, these retrogrades impacting each other is bringing up themes around what are your natural gifts and how can you express yourself and communicate your natural gifts in a way that serves the collective and how can you work that into your routine on a daily basis on a regular basis. So that's kind of how those, uh, Mercury and Saturn retrogrades impacting each other is playing out. So, um, I just want to like point all that other stuff out that's going on and let's talk a little bit more in depth about specifically the Mercury retrograde without all this other stuff that that I want you to have in the background of your awareness that it's important and it's what's going on. Um, but so let's talk about, so we know that it's going to be bringing up because Mercury retrograde and Leo, it, Leo's like self-expression, um, your natural gifts, like how you're expressing that into the world and Mercury's communication. So it's like, how are you communicating that in, you know, in the world and where you face challenges there is just going to push you. If you answer those challenges, rise to the challenges, think of some, something new to do instead of just keeping doing the same old stuff that got you into the facing the challenge, right? Um, is going to push you closer to like living your Dharma, living your true purpose. And so let's talk about the nakshatras because there's a lot of layers of depth and meaning to the lunar mansions in Vedic astrology. That's what nakshatras mean, um, where this retrograde is happening. And so it's beginning the retrograde in Uttara Falguni and retrograding back to Purva Falguni. So these are two nakshatras. There's, Three sets of nakshatras that are like pairs like this. Like Uttara something and Purva something. There's Uttara Bhajrapada and Purva Bhajrapada. Uttara Falguni and Purva Falguni. And Uttara Shada and Purva Shada. So there's these uh, three sets of pairs, if you will. And um, this particular one, Purva Falguni is in Leo completely. Uttara Falguni bridges from Leo to Virgo. And so I often notice in just my own study that the nakshatras that bridge two signs take on some of the characteristics of both of the signs. So even though Mercury will not retrograde in Virgo this time, there are some issues related to Virgo sort of matters being brought up a little bit. And what I mean by that is um Virgo is like... um you know, sort of, like, your health and your, um, your, like, practices related to that, for example. And so that sort of brings a little bit of the layer of depth between, like, what's the difference in Purva Falguni and Uttara Falguni? Because we always look at, to decipher what nakshatras mean, we want to look at the symbols, the ruling planets, the ruling deities, the sign they're in, um, and the aim of life. And so that's an important thing here. They're both symbolized by a bed in some way. Um, Perva Falguni is considered the front legs of the bed, and like I guess the foot of the bed. And Uttara Falguni is considered the rear legs of the bed. I've actually, I still don't know if front is considered foot and rear is. I don't. I've tried to look it up before. And so if you know, tell me. Um, but that's one I've never been able to wrap my head around. It's the same thing with like the funeral cot. The one, one is the front legs, of the funeral cot and the other is the back legs. And I'm like, is the back. I, I feel like, cause my head is against the wall. The head is the back. I don't know. Um, so if you know, please tell me. But, um, anyway, the important point is this retrograde is happening across both. And so what do we know about a bed? It's where we sleep. It's where we rest and rejuvenate. It's where we, um, slow down and, and tap into that rest, right? So there is that element of rest. And also with Purva Falguni being the aim of life is Kama or pleasure. So if you didn't know, there's four aims of life. There's Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. I did a whole episode on it on the Science of Light podcast. I think it was called something like, I haven't done a podcast episode on in there in a while. I'm planning to revive it after I'm finished building the Astrology for Yogis course, because that's been a lot. Anyway, I did an episode a long time ago. It still stands because all those episodes are meant to be timeless, unlike this podcast. Um, Going more in depth, if you want to learn more, I think I called it like work-life balance from a yogic perspective or something like that. You can go find it. Um, But Dharma is like your right path. Artha is the pursuit of wealth. Kama is the pursuit of pleasure, like worldly pleasures. Moksha is liberation, like spiritual liberation. And the idea is we need all four of these things. And if you are pursuing your Dharma, your right path, your righteous living, if you're just like kind of putting one foot in front of the other, doing the next right thing, you will experience, um, that will take you like working towards your Dharma every day will take you towards Moksha, towards that spiritual liberation. Sorry, I keep bumping my water bottle towards that liberation, uh, freedom from suffering, freedom from, uh, rebirth, like the cycle of samsara. I always want to call it death. Yeah, death and rebirth. Um, Freedom from that is moksha. And so if you are working towards dharma, you will eventually reach moksha. And along the way, if you're on your path of dharma, you will experience kama and artha, you will find doors opening to you that you'll enjoy life and, um, and have the money to to sustain right is the idea and so this is where with the retrogrades it's like when you experience challenges it's sort of pointing you in a direction of like you might be a little off path here right so that's the idea and so particularly because of the aims of life of these two nakshatras kama and moksha that's going to be a big theme of this retrograde is how how are you relating to Pleasure and spiritual liberation because often folks get tripped up and they're like, um, they're seeking pleasure and they, they almost put pleasure and like worldly pleasures on a pedestal. Like that's what life is about. I think, I feel like I see it all over Instagram these days and I'm like for it. So that's what the theme of rest is coming up because of the bed thing, you know, the nocturnes are symbolized by a bed. So it's important to rest. It's important to not just be go, go, go all the time. We want to be in balance, but I, I see it swinging too far the other direction where people are like, I just want to live a soft life. I wasn't designed to work. And it's like, well, according to Saturn and remember Saturn is related to this. Um, yeah, you are like, we all have to work every day of our lives. You should balance it with rest, right? Um, and there's a little bit of that element of like, if you're doing the right thing, if you're doing what you love, your Dharma, you'll never work a day in your life because you're going to work. Like even if you, um, go full, like off-grid cottage core lifestyle, like you still got to get up and do the farm chores kind of thing if you go off grid. So there's no real, like getting out of work. There's just getting out of unfulfilling work, if that makes sense. So that's what I, I see that sort of on social media. And I feel like like some people are missing the mark. It's well-intentioned but misguided that they're like, you know, they're they're swinging a little bit too far towards the comma, mistaking the pleasure, the worldly pleasures for spiritual liberation. Spiritual liberation or moksha is going to require work out of you, right? If that makes sense. But hopefully you're doing work that feels aligned to your dharma so that you'll never work a day in your life kind of thing. That's what's coming up at this, retrograde specifically and so like everything i've said so far because of the nakshatras because of sort of this leo and aquarius axis like what is your self-expression your authentic gifts that the world needs like you have something in you that. Can serve the world that that is missing from the world, and this retrograde in particular is a good time to get back to that, to uncover that, to figure out how you're going to put that into motion in your life, um, to serve the collective. Right. So, um, a big theme of it is that balance between. Um, sort of like being a householder and going towards spiritual liberation. That's like another theme. But if you're listening to this podcast on your smartphone, odds are you're a householder. And so we're, none of us are renunciates here. If you are a renunciate, when did renunciates get smartphones? I don't know. You're listening to a podcast, right? So, so most of us have to participate in the world and the material aspects of living. So a lot of like advice out there you'll find on reaching moksha or like, spiritual liberation is basically to like become a renunciate and that's like the path and I I'm over here telling you especially at this retrograde that's not the path the path is to figure out sort of like I think the Bhagavad Gita says how can you become more entwined in life and enmeshed in life and involved in life while still being detached from it being detached from that outcome so that's like a major theme of this retrograde how can you show up as you and participate in the world and serve the world while not being self-serving right and not mistaking the comma the pleasure for the spiritual liberation so that's that's the task right let's just talk in in more explicit language to sort of recap as always the overall energies what it's a good time for bad time for and then your yoga practices and journal prompts so it's a the overall energies of Mercury retrograde in general are communication issues, misunderstandings, technology glitches, and delays. Delays with travel, like traffic jams, delays with um, you know things loading on your computer. That kind of stuff is going to happen. It'll be frustrating, right? But it's not really like that big of a deal. Some of the more subtle energies coming up of this retrograde are the balance between being a householder and experiencing worldly pleasures and being on that spiritual path while you're allowed to experience worldly pleasures, right? But we don't want to mistake those as the moksha, as the liberation. Um, and also the balance between work and rest because the Falguni's are very, um, symbolic of rest and they're over here forming this tension with the, the Saturn retrograde of work and like, what work are you going to put in? What Habits are you going to have um, to serve the collective? So there's a there's a possibility for burnout during this time if you do overwork yourself. But there's also the possibility for um, just sort of getting lethargic. And so you'll just have to assess that for yourself. Are you are you landing a little more Rajasic, a little more like overworking, or are you landing a little more Tamasic, a little more lethargic, and maybe you've been resting too much and it's time to like get your butt in gear, kind of thing. So. You know the right answer for you. If you need help sorting it out, that's what a reading could help with. Um, And so, yeah. And then so also the impact with Venus retrograde because the Falgunis also have a deep association with creativity, love, being social. One of them is ruled by Venus, remember? And Venus did retrograde through Leo here as well. Um, And so another big theme is communication in relationships your creative projects, what do you want to birth into the world and your social interactions is all going to be impacted and you'll want to consider like how you're showing up. Are you showing up in your most authentic way? So this time, this Mercury retrograde in general is a good time for resting adequately, for renewing your creative pursuits. And so things like reorganizing your craft closet, if you have one or like wherever, if you do crafts, like where do you store your creative items in your house and can you make that place more organized? And it, so maybe your yoga practice is your creative outlet. Um, and can you, so can you create a space, organize a space in your house for your home yoga practice? Can you create that sacred space is gonna be another sort of major theme to renew your sense of purpose and creativity and expression during this time and notice what sort of blocks are getting in the way. That's what, so we have a, a Mercury retrograde challenge coming up, which is designed to help with that. If you're noticing blocks, noticing um, it's like hard to get in the zone, the challenge is there to support you for that. More on that in a minute. It's also a good time for leaning into your natural strengths, your purva punya. What makes you you? What is your unique gift? How can you communicate that better? Um, and then it's also a good time for like you could like get new bedding or like fluff up your bed, just make it more relaxing and rejuvenating, make your your home space more um, conducive to that relaxing and resting adequately. Um, maybe it's it's your routines too like do you have a good nighttime routine, a good morning routine? That kind of stuff is gonna be coming up during this time. like if you're if you don't have a good routine, it's gonna be a little more poignant. It's gonna affect you more and you need to notice that and take heed, right, is the idea, and then it's also a good time for leaning into what is the right thing to do when things get hard, so like I've been saying, retrogrades bring up challenges, and so often, we're like, oh, things are too hard right now, I can't, like, take care of myself, I can't meditate, I can't do my home yoga practice, whatever, like, things are hard, this retrograde is going to be a good time for leaning into that, like meditating through Mercury retrograde, Mercury retrograde is a time of sort of like mental disorganization and chaos. That's where the like, um, the communication breakdowns come from in general. And what's the antidote to that is meditating. Like I always like to tell people saying that your mind is too busy to meditate or your, um, your, you can't settle the mind. So you can't meditate is like saying you're too dirty to take a bath. So that is why we designed the, we, me, it was me. I'm like, it's, it's been a co-creation between me and the people who have participated in the past, but, um, I'm the only one here at UOE scopes. If you didn't know that there's, there's nobody else. It's just me, um, for now, but that's why the meditation challenge exists because I hear people say, you know, they know they should meditate. Even myself, it's like when something changes in life, like for me, when my kids were born, um, when something changes in routine, which is happening all the time. Like that's what this, all this astrology stuff is like, our lives are subtly changing all the time where it might not be perceptible from like day to day in most cases. But if you look back over the years, you're like, wow, things were really subtly changing that whole time. And so something that used to work for you might kind of start to fall away. And that's the idea of the meditation challenge is if you experience like falling off the wagon when it comes to your meditation practice or your home practice, like you know you should, but you struggle with it. You struggle to maintain consistency. That's what the the Mercury Retrograde Meditation Challenge is designed to, to help because we all need it a little extra during this time. It's like Mercury Retrograde is the time to lean in to that. So every Mercury Retrograde now you can expect in the membership. You can also sign up for it. Just drop in. You don't have to join the membership. Um, like it won't automatically charge you if you sign up for just the challenge, um, to, and, and so everyone, we will have a meditation challenge. I have had the feedback from people that it is like just what they were missing. It really helped them get back on track, whether they're yoga teachers or like, you know, I've had like a painter join somebody who's like a, a homeschooling mom, like these kind of things. And also like yoga teachers, people with careers, people join, careers, I mean like nine to fives, like real people jobs. Um, So, you know, like people join and all these different kinds of people experience the benefits of that accountability and support. So if you'd like to know more, you can go to yogiscopes.com slash challenge. It will of course be linked in the show notes and description. Just know that this Mercury retrograde is a good time for leaning into doing what's right. And you know, your meditation practice it's going to support that. It's going to support you connecting to your mental clarity when things are hard, connecting to your authenticity. What are your natural gifts? Those things are going to come to you in meditation. So you need to do it, but I know it's hard to do it. So that's what the challenge is there to help for. It's a bad time for my way or the highway thinking and communicating. So remember, Mercury Retrograde is all about communication. Leo has some element of like meanness to it, right? Like, um... Like, ego is the sort of shadow side. That's what Leo memes are always about. Like, the Leos have a big ego. Um, and so, that's also related to like other things we have going on right now, like the, the Venus retrograde. Remember, that was like a theme for all month of August. Um, so, it's important to remember in your communication are you approaching things with like my way or the highway kind of attitude? Or are you approaching things with openness and curiosity and try to cultivate that openness and curiosity in your thinking and communication, including in your thinking and communication with yourself, your self-talk. It's also a bad time for resting too much, not putting in the work, this kind of mistaking comma, this worldly pleasure as the goal. Remember, comma is important. Like we need to rest. We need to have fun and enjoy ourselves, but it's not the goal, right? It's important along the way and that sort of with the Purusharthas, the four aims of life, it's important to rejuvenate, but we shouldn't be like figuring out how we can rejuvenate more. We should be figuring out how we can build a life that we can rejuvenate enough and that we also don't have to constantly escape from. Like we want to build a, a good life that feels good even when we're working, right? Um, and then it's also a bad time for not proofreading or backing up your work. I almost typed in my notes, like not saving your work because let me know if you're a millennial or older and you've been traumatized by, um, your computer crashing and you never hit save on your, uh, Microsoft office on your like word document and you lost your whole paper that ever happened to you. Google docs makes that like not a thing anymore. So, but you know, like if you're not backing up your stuff to the cloud, like now is the time even during mercury retrograde to just like be extra careful when it comes to that kind of stuff, but then pay attention to all these other subtleties happening too. So how are you going to work this into your yoga practice? First, I'm going to say you should join the mercury retrograde meditation challenge because then you'll get access to our Yogi Scopes flow practices as well. Maybe also come to the moon day here on YouTube, or if you're, you know, if you're listening on the podcast, go find the YouTube channel. It's linked in the show notes And subscribe so you can get notified when that's live, even if you can't make it live. Um, But in general, the themes that we'll be working with in those practices and you can build into your own practices are creative movement. Can you tap into um, this sort of deep listening, right, to your body, to your sensations, to amping up your creativity in your movement? And that comes from turning inwards and paying attention and listening And then also solar plexus chakra work, because Leo is all about the solar plexus, all about how you shine. So in a physical sense, that's like deep core connection. It's a good time for core work. Just do it. We all need it, even or especially if it's hard. Okay. And so your journal prompts for this Mercury retrograde are number one, what is your relationship to leaning into your most authentic self? Where do you hold back your creativity and self-expression in order to be liked or to fit in? That's a, a big one. Are you, This Brene Brown talks about this, like belonging versus fitting in. Are you belonging, which is what we cultivate in the Yogi Scopes community, community membership. There's all kinds of different people in there. There's, I'm starting to sort of tailor it more towards yoga teachers by saving or sharing my sequences every week. But we have all kinds of different people in there people who you know have lived very diverse lives and they all belong even though we don't necessarily fit in by being the same because there's like you know this culture of authenticity we're all our our common denominator is liking astrology and leaning into our own personal authenticity so what is your relationship with that in your life are you holding back some parts of your authentic self for fear of not fitting in? And can you amp up that belonging factor by being more authentic and vulnerable? And then what is your gift to this world? What natural strengths do you have within you that are just waiting to serve the collective? What does the world need that you have to offer? And how can you lean more into that during this Mercury retrograde period? So I hope all that information serves you well. I hope you apply it to your life, and I hope to see you in the meditation challenge. Remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends, take care.